What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope your Wednesday is off to a fantastic start. As always, thank you so much for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. Whether you're following us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we appreciate it. Or if you are subscribed to our podcast on Google, on Apple or on Spotify, thank you. And if you're in that amazing cross-section that is doing both, man, may a star be added to your crown. I absolutely appreciate you for your continued support. There are new listeners joining us today, so thank you so much. And if you are new, welcome aboard. Feel free to give us a follow on the socials at The Faction Show. And by all means, let us know how we're doing. You can let us know on the socials or you can leave a comment for us wherever it is you're listening to us. Okay, so there's a couple of big news items that I want to make sure we cover today. I'm going to start with NXT. So NXT, they aired their show last night and I will tell you that I was kind of thrown a bit and here's why because news dropped on Monday that Troy Donovan who also is known as two dimes as part of the family in NXT was released he was released on Monday and it seems as though his release is connected to some sort of rules violation we don't know exactly what the rule is but whatever it is it isn't so egregious that he can never come back it seems as though he didn't burn any bridges and he was reportedly told that he could be brought back to NXT next year so I still don't have information on what caused the release but clearly he did something that he wasn't supposed to do I'm not sure if he was aware of it or not, but however you look at it, a release for Troy Donovan. So that made watching NXT very interesting for me yesterday because clearly, how are they going to handle this situation with the family? Would Troy Donovan be present or not? So much to my surprise, so I was incredibly surprised when last night on NXT, here comes two dimes. Troy Donovan, along with his tag team partner and the rest of the family. And I'm kind of going, wait, what's happening? And so I was thinking that maybe they brought him in. And so then from there, they would turn around and do some sort of angle that he would be fired and he would be written off of television. That didn't happen. So I started wondering what in the world is going on, only to find out that NXT actually pre-recorded last night's episode, and they did that last week. And not only did they do that, but they pre-recorded next week's episode as well. So here's where that's a wee bit problematic. It's problematic because in this environment, almost anything can happen when you are taping a program versus a live program. We're seeing that pan out with AEW. I'll talk about that on the second half of the show. But certainly, WWE has had a number of issues where when they tape a show, something off can happen and they can't seem to fix it in post. I go all the way back, of course, to the Attitude Era where this first became a known issue. And that happened when Ravishing Rick Rude managed to appear on three different wrestling programs in the same week two of them in the same night so he of course famously appeared on monday night raw and showed up on nitro in the same night 
almost at the same time, which is where we all realized, oh snap, one of these shows is taped and it happened to be Monday Night Raw. So back then, of course, where the Monday Night War is so prevalent, you know, any sort of jump is a big deal. And so his jump was historic because again, it's not something that we would see very often. And it really was one of those moments that kind of forced WWE's hand into going live a bit more regularly because those kinds of things can happen. So I don't think Troy Donovan's move is nearly as visible or as newsworthy as Ravishing Rick Rude back in 97, 98. However, and comma, it is still significant given this fact that now NXT is back on the road. They're back doing house shows. And one of the things that happened over the weekend is the dawn of NXT. Tony D'Angelo, who leads the family, this group that Troy Donovan is a part of, got injured. So let's get this straight. You have a guy that got injured this weekend, another guy who's been fired from the company. Both of them appear on television, and one of them, being Tony D'Angelo, has a title match next week for the NXT North American Championship. This is why pre-recording is dangerous for television. Because at the speed that things move, anything can change. And so now, I don't know what any of this means, right? It's clear that there won't be anything that happens next week that will pull Troy Donovan off of television. He'll continue as normal, which is just kind of weird. And when people understand that an episode that you're watching is taped versus live, you're likely to get less viewership because, of course, the factor of unpredictability is gone because the results are already out there. Spoilers abound, etc., etc. So with that said, I'm certainly hoping things work out for Troy Donovan. I'm certainly hoping that the injury that was sustained by Tony D'Angelo, which we don't know a whole lot about, is something that will allow him to continue to work because he is in the midst of a major TV push, as is the whole family. So this all gets very interesting, but we've seen the unpredictable nature of things in WWE, particularly in NXT. We've seen how you can be on television today and fired tomorrow, as was the case with the last round of NXT releases, and it doesn't seem to matter if you're in a major angle. So one of the reasons that there are a lot of releases happening these days in NXT has a lot to do with kind of, you know, now that we're in NXT 2.0, They've made the decision that they're going to be evaluating talent every six months. And based on your success rate and how well you're progressing, that will ultimately determine whether or not you keep your job, regardless of if you're on TV, regardless if you're in creative. So it creates an interesting scenario when we see things like, for instance, a Dexter Loomis getting fired or a Persia Parada getting fired, and both of them are are super connected to Indy Hartwell and so now you have to explain how in the world Indy Hartwell went from having a husband and a best friend who were almost tag team champions to both of them being gone right so these kinds of moves really do a number on your creative storylines and again it prevents continuity you know we saw the issue that happened shortly after Stand and Deliver and Wrestlemania where MSK's team was completely divided because Wesley's tag team partner was fired as a result of domestic violence allegations like 
These kinds of things are so unpredictable right now in the world of wrestling, from injuries to real life situations, that it almost makes creative difficult and certainly makes the idea of pre recording shows next to impossible and not wise. So, with that said, again, I don't know the reason why NXT chose to record three weeks of shows in one week. I don't know, but they did. And so with that said, there's nothing that they can really do to go back and make those kinds of changes in their creative. So I don't know, but it will get interesting to see what happens for NXT 2.0 over these next couple of weeks. And then, of course, the Great American Bash is coming in a couple of weeks time, which I believe that will be live. So interesting times for NXT for sure. So before we go to break, I want to remind you that you can grab some merch and you can grab some merch from our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash bonafide. In that store, I've got the whole new line for Bet On You. It is your reminder that you can believe in yourself. Put the chips on yourself and go all in for the amazing gifts and talents that you've been given. So I'm not sure what it is that you're trying to create, even if it's nothing more than believing in yourself when you go on the job, that you can accomplish whatever it is that you've been given, that you're due for a promotion, that you're due to be able to accomplish major things. Get the shirt that reminds you of that right now. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonafide and grab your bet on you shirt. When you do and when you get the shirt, be sure to tag me and I'll make sure we post it on social media just as a way to say thank you for your continued support. When we come back, we'll give you the update on Jeff Hardy and his status with AEW. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here forward a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. 
so many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there is a them and there is a you, there will always be a S-H-W. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Page here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Chris what? Jericho is here and can't watch out. It's going on. Oh my God. Get the Omega. Oh man. Over you. Because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. All right, guys, so this news about Jeff Hardy is just incredibly sad news. The news broke yesterday that Jeff Hardy was arrested in Florida after another DUI. He actually had three charges brought against him, but the DUI charge was certainly the biggest charge. And now there's news, thanks to TMZ, where you can actually watch his arrest because of the dash cam that was provided by that police department. I will tell you, this is a very sad scenario. When you watch this video, it is really, really hard to just sit back and go, wow, wow. So for instance, one of the things that happened is they ended up pulling guns on Jeff Hardy while he was in the car because he would not comply. There's a point where you can see he has stopped and then he actually starts driving forward instead of stopping and getting out of the car. When he gets out of the car, he ends up sitting on the ground when they actually tell him to sit on the hood of the police car. There was one point where he started walking and stumbling toward the highway where they had to pull him back and ultimately they pulled him all the way into the grass to be able to have conversation with him. At some point, they take him into a vacant parking lot so he could walk the line to be able to determine his sobriety and he could not stand up straight. What's even more concerning is that this arrest did not happen in the wee hours of the morning. It happened in broad daylight, right around 9.50 a.m. on Monday, which is scary because apparently the police were notified when there were 911 calls where Jeff Hardy was swerving on this major highway, I-95. So this is scary. And watching this dash cam video makes me even more concerned for the well-being 
of Jeff Hardy. Again, I mentioned yesterday, three DUIs in four years. Wrestling should not be at the top of his agenda right now. What needs to be at the top of his agenda is his own personal wellness because you cannot be good for yourself, for your family, or for anyone else if there is this continued dependence on alcohol and substance abuse. So, as I mentioned yesterday, I was wondering what AEW would do. After all, scheduled for Dynamite tonight originally was a triple threat ladder match for the tag titles, which involved Matt and Jeff Hardy. Well, it didn't take long, but during the day yesterday, a statement was made by Tony Khan. He went public with that statement, and here's what he said. It's also posted on our socials. He said, quote, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay and can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to Samisa's National Helpline, which is 1-800-662-4357. So, let's analyze this a bit. It's very clear that before a statement was made, Tony Khan and AEW officials wanted to make contact with Jeff Hardy. And they did. Upon doing that, they informed him that help is available to him. And they are obviously focused on Jeff Hardy's well-being. It's clear Jeff Hardy will not be involved in that tag match. If that match even happens tonight, I can't see them putting Matt Hardy with another tag team partner, considering the whole idea of seeing the Hardys, the Young Bucks, and Jurassic Express in the ring is not only what was advertised, but it's what people want to see. So it's got to, again, impact creative. And we were talking about this on the first half of the show, how there are so many real life issues that are happening from injury to these unexpected moments that it makes pre-taping a show very, very dangerous for the continuity of your creativity or your creative storylines. With that said, a couple of things strike me on this one. One of the things is I do think that AEW completely did the right thing in suspending Jeff Hardy without pay and yet offering him help. What is amazing to me, though, is when WWE, prior to firing Jeff Hardy, offered him help, he refused. Now he's willing to take the help. So there's a part of me that wonders, did Jeff Hardy just want to leave WWE, period? And if that's the case, that is okay. What's not okay is accusing them of, you know, saying that you were drunk when you really weren't and then refusing help because you say you weren't drunk. But now you really need the help because once again, you have another DUI, the third one in four years. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to pass judgment on Jeff Hardy. I'm not. I am saying Jeff Hardy needs to do what all of us need to do, and that is focus on on our wellness before we look at our career. And so right now, I'm hoping that there aren't conversations within the Hardy household or the Hardy compound about when he returns to wrestling. I think the conversation needs to be, how do you beat this addiction to alcohol? Because the fact that there are three DUIs in four years says that there is really a problem. 
there is a problem. It should also be noted that he was driving on a suspended license and there was no one else in the car with him. So again, as I mentioned yesterday, if you're willing to drive on a suspended license on a highway, no less, it's not the first time you've done it. It also makes me think that it's not the first time that he has driven under the influence. It's just the third time that he was caught in the last four years. All of this is dangerous. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to malign his character as much as I'm trying to just point out why it is important that Jeff Hardy takes this time off to really focus on his healing and his improvement. That is much more important than seeing him get into a wrestling ring ever again. So if we have seen the last of Jeff Hardy, my concern right now is I hope that his career and how we remember him doesn't get marred by these latest activities. Though, unfortunately, I do think it'll be part of the conversation. We will perhaps always wonder, could Jeff Hardy have been even greater had there not been substance abuse? Because unfortunately, this has also followed him throughout his career. So our thoughts and prayers are absolutely with Jeff Hardy and his family. You know, obviously there's, I'm sure, shame and all sorts of other things connected to it. I just hope that he gets the help that he needs and recognizes that he can't do this on his own. He has tried and unfortunately it has not worked. So hopefully he will get the help that he needs. And if you are in need of help when it comes to substance abuse, again, reach out to the National Helpline 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. So all of this means that Dynamite should be very, very interesting tonight intrigued to see what will happen as of course things continue to unfold for the forbidden door pay-per-view which believe it or not is in a week and a half and we still don't know all the matches that are happening we know a couple so this will be interesting to check out and of course you can stay connected to our socials at the faction show to find out the latest of what's going on be sure to grab your t-shirt from prowrestlingtees.com slash bonafide as you continue to bet on you and again thank you for your continued support we're still getting great notes in about battle slam and all that happened there if you have not watched it on pay-per-view yet head over to fight tv and search for battle slam battle slam vendetta is free battle slam fight for atlanta you can order on pay-per-view both of them have commentary from yours truly and shook d and again thank you for your continued support in all of these spaces. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the Fourth Horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I my people, hear 